0: Well, good evening and welcome once again to Read the Word. Now, This is just another time that uh, we get to get, get to get together and study the Word of God together. And I'm so thankful uh, that you have once again taken some time out of your schedules uh, to come and, and join us on this journey through different books of the Bible And uh, tonight is going to be just another wonderful night of reading the Word of God. I have a shorter book of the Bible um, that we're going to read tonight, um, but it's one that is very encouraging, and it's one that I believe is uh, very relevant um, for the times that we're living. So last night we read 1 Thessalonians, and tonight we're going to read 2 Thessalonians. And so... If uh, you would get your Bible and um, turn to 2 Thessalonians um, chapter 1, uh, we're going to open up with a word of prayer tonight, and then we are going to get started uh, in the book of 2 Thessalonians. Once again, um, before we pray, I just want to draw your attention to the different needs Um, that are not only represented in your lives, um, but the needs that are represented in our country, the needs that are represented in our churches, um, the needs that are represented across our cities and across our states. Uh, There's a lot of things that we need to pray for. um, And God knows and is the answer for every single one of those needs that we have. And um, so tonight as we pray... Um, I would just ask that you would pray with us and that um, we would see god do great and mighty things through the different um, needs that you might have in your life tonight um, and uh, just don't don't limit God don't put god in a box um, don't think that just because your problem seems big and astronomical and Um, So much bigger than you can possibly handle. Um, Know that your God that that you serve and and the God that we serve is one that is alive, is active, and he wants to meet your need. And there's nothing too difficult for him. I'm going to say that one more time. There is nothing too difficult for him. And every day we hear of different things and you have to look at it and go, God, how can you handle one more thing going on in this world? God, how can you take care of one more situation going on in this world? And but what we have to remind ourselves is that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And he's not going to change. There is no shadow of turning with him and that. He says, you can ask anything in my name and I will do it. He says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. It's not, it might be, it's not that it could be, it's a, it shall be done. So what we can say to that is, that's just another one of those promises that we can bank on every single day of our lives that if we ask something in His time and in His will, He is going to do it for us. You know, sometimes we ask things and the answer is no. And that's a hard pill to swallow. But what you don't know is what's on the back end. What you don't know is what God has prepared further up the road. And maybe that no is just the leading into of your miracle for a greater provision or for a greater um, promotion or for you know something greater and better maybe there's something better out there that god sees and you don't see right now but if you put yourself in his hands he is going to lead and guide you into all things so uh, tonight, let's pray. Let's remember the the virus that's going on, um, the flu that's going around, um, the sicknesses that are going around, the diseases that are going around, and let's believe God for miracles tonight in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. God, I thank you for... Uh, the boldness and the courage that you give us as children of God to live our lives and to be able to uh, talk with people every day about you, Father. God, I'm so thankful for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do, Father. God, your word says that we can cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. And so, Father, tonight, God, we just give all of our burdens and all of our cares to you. God, we ask that you would touch every single person, Lord God, in this world, Father, that has the coronavirus. God, we have lost too many people. God, we have lost too many loved ones. We have lost too many pastors. We have lost too many leaders. We have lost too many friends, too many family members. We have lost too many people, Lord God, to this virus. And God, I'm praying in the mighty name of Jesus, that Lord God, you would reach down from heaven, And, Father, you would touch every life in Jesus' name. You would touch every body in Jesus' name. You would go into the ICUs. You would go into the places, Lord God, where people are right now, Father, and you would touch them and you would heal them by the power of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, let the healing power of God flow through this nation, flow through our churches, flow through our states, O God flow through our homes, Lord God. Father, I pray protection over every single person, Lord God, that's been exposed to the virus, God. I pray, Father, that you would raise up a standard against the enemy, Lord God, and that, Father, you would touch and you would move and you would protect every one of our family members, every one of our friends, every one of our churches. God, everybody, God, protect them. In Jesus' name we pray. And, Lord God, for those Uh, that have the virus lord those that are dealing with it right now father and they're right in the middle of it god right now father god i pray in jesus name that you would touch that lord god if they're on ventilators you would heal And you would bring them off of those ventilators in Jesus' name. God, if they're at home and they're dealing with it and they feel like their oxygen is failing, Lord God, and they feel like they're dying, Lord God, I pray for a quickening of your Holy Spirit, Lord God, to go from north to south and east to west, Lord God, and to touch everybody in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray for cancer tonight. God, we pray for the cancer patients, Lord God. Father, we know (coughs) that cancer is nothing for you, oh God. Father, we know that you can heal cancer. Father, I have seen it in our churches. God, I've seen it in our lives. I've seen it in my friends. I've seen it, Lord God, all across this nation, across this world, Lord God. We have seen you heal cancer, God. And I'm praying, Father, that you would touch and you would heal by the power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Father, we're going to give you all the praise and we're going to give you all the glory for what you've done, for what you're doing, and for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen. Remember, church, don't limit God. Don't limit God. Don't, don't allow the enemy to allow you to look at your problems and limit what God can do, because God can do anything, anything, anything. My God can do anything. As that old song says, he healed the sick and he raised the dead. My God can do just what he said. My God can do anything. And I just want to encourage us with those words tonight. Do you have your Bibles? I hope that you already turned to second Thessalonians chapter one. There's three chapters in second Thessalonians. And so we're going to read all three and then, uh, talk about a couple of things. And, um, then we'll close in prayer. Let's read chapter one to the church of the Thessalonians in God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other, so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer." Since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you, and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven and with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God, on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, these will be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. When he comes, In that day, to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe, because our testimony among you was believed. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians 2 Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by the Spirit or by the Word, or or by word or by letter, as if from us as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless... The falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken <clears throat> sorry until he is taken out of the way and when the lawless one will be revealed whom the lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of satan with all power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish Because they did not receive the love of truth that they may be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. That they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give God thanks always for you. Brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth, to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Chapter 3 Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified, just as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have faith. But the Lord is faithful, who will establish you And guard you from the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you. Both that you do and will do the things we command you. Now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God. And into the patience of Christ. But we command you brethren. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly. And not according to the tradition which he received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we were not disorderly among you, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you, not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this if anyone will work will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are such we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. But as for you brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. And if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that this person note that person and do not keep company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. The salutation of Paul with my own hand, which is a sign in every epistle, so I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now, <clears throat> that's 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, 2, and 3. And what I wanted to talk about for just a few minutes tonight is, one, enduring through hard times, and then understanding that what we're talking about here is a confidence that Paul had in knowing that God was going to take care of us and take care of the situation. So first. The, the the going through hard times and knowing that God is in control. <clears throat> I go back to the um, first chapter. Sorry, I'm trying to find it here. The, the first chapter of Second Thessalonians. We know that this is a church. It was a young church when Paul was there. We know that he established the churches around this area and that they stayed strong, but there also came an extreme persecution that took place and there was tribulations that began to happen. And he says, so we boast, so we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer. So he goes on to talk about how it's, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation, those who trouble you and to give you who are troubled rest with us. When the Lord Jesus is revealed with from heaven, with his mighty angels talks about how in flaming fire, there's going to be vengeance taken on those people. And, you know, a couple nights ago I was talking about this missions conference that um, I've been watching over the, last, um, over the last several days. And it just ended last night. And one of the stories that was specifically told at this missions conference um, was about a area in the jungles, and I believe it was in Peru. And this just recently happened. These two ladies were out in the fields and they were trying to plant rice for their um, family so that they would have a nice harvest and they would have food. And this man, this missionary, was there and they came running to him one day And they said we were in the fields and all of the sudden the, the, um, the gorillas, the enemy soldiers from that area begin to shoot at them from a distance. And, um, he showed this video and this video was crazy where they went back out into the fields. Of course they prayed and they asked God to help them to be able to plant the 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 uh, the rice so that they would have the harvest and they would be able to do it at the right times because they knew exactly when they were supposed to plant and all of that kind of stuff and so the video that is shown shows that they go back out to the fields and they begin to replant those plants and they just about get the first plant in the ground and all of the sudden in the background of the video you hear shootings start to take place and then everybody starts running for cover And this missionary runs and he jumps behind a log and starts crawling back to his place of um, back to the house where they were at t- to get away from the gunfire and then it shows another where he was so determined to help people. Why? Because he wanted to reach them for Christ. It did not matter what happened to him. He wanted to reach this people for Christ and he finally had an inroad to be able to do that. And so he did everything he possibly could to show that he would give of himself so that they would be able to survive. And so this video shows that he gets down on all fours And he does the military crawl. And he crawls out in the midst of gunfire going off. Man, I'm telling you, you see bullets hitting trees. You see bullets hitting all around him. And he crawls out, back out into the middle of this field. And he gets one or two plants planted for those people. And then he crawls back in. And he's standing there on stage here in in a church here in Alaska. And he's standing there on stage and he's telling this story. And he's talking about what a difference that made with those people. They finally had somebody that came and showed the love of God that was a foreigner. Somebody that showed what Jesus would do and it didn't matter what was going to take place. Now, we have to then ask ourselves, is that the kind of stuff that's going on right now in our lives? Are we dealing with that kind of persecution and that kind of tribulation? No, we're not. We're a blessed people. If you live in America, we're a blessed people. If you're listening from Canada tonight, we're a blessed people. We don't live in a third world country and are having to deal with this. But I know that there's people that listen to this podcast from Africa. And I know there's people that listen to this podcast from the Philippines. And I just want you to know, (coughs) brothers and sisters, that we are praying for you, and that God sees you. And listen, God sees us. We go through things in life right now. Right now, this pandemic is is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of turmoil that's going on in, in our nation. But we're not being shot at every single day for trying to plant food. See, we are a blessed people. And what we have to remember is that that kind of stuff can change And flip overnight. But we have to be thankful for what we have right now and know that God is in control of all of these messy situations that are going on in our lives. And He's going to be there for us. And He's going to help us. And He's going to take vengeance on those people that are doing those things to us. But it's our job to try to win those people for Jesus. We were put on this earth so that the Saul's that are persecuting Christians become Paul's and become the most popular, or not popular, but the most powerful missionaries to ever walk the face of the earth. Don't forget who Paul was. He was a persecutor of the brethren. In fact, God himself said Saul Saul, why do you persecute me? He was somebody that was a murderer. He was somebody that would stand there and watch them stone a man to death because of his faith in God. But because of an encounter with the king, his life was changed, and we have Second Thessalonians to be able to teach us in this life that we can overcome. Same or next day, doctors appointment. Isn't that crazy? That's how God works. God works in a way that, that we can know that he is firmly in control of the situations that we are going through in life. So I want us to be encouraged tonight that he's got it, that he's on the throne and that he's in control and that he knows what we're going through. Listen, he knows what's going on In the jungles of Peru. He knows what's going on in the underbelly in China. He knows what's going on in North Korea. He knows what's going on in Japan. He knows what's going on in the Philippines. He knows what's going on in Australia. He knows what's going on in America. And he knows what's going on in your life and in your family. And what he says to you tonight is be still and know that I am God. I will strengthen you. Yea, I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with my right hand. That is a word from God tonight. Be still and know that He is God. And then know to that we have a goal that we are running after right we have a a reward that we are running after we are running after that that crown of life we are running after heaven we are we are running as um as the bible says that we're running a race set before us and we're looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. And we're putting the cross before us and and we're running after him and we're running and we're running and we're running and and sometimes we run and we run and we run and we get tired. And what the Bible warns us against is stopping and being idle. It reminds us that we need to be busy for God, that we need to work for God. And and Paul even says in in chapter 3, listen, I tried to be the example. I tried to be the one that that was not walking disorderly. I tried to be the one that, that never ate for free. I tried to be the one that labored and toiled night and day, that I wasn't a burden to any of you not because I didn't have authority, but I wanted to be an example and to show you how to live, how to follow, how to do these things, right? Well, what is our world dealing with right now? We're dealing with a people that has gotten idle. Mm. We're dealing with a, a... a serious idleness in this world. And it started probably before the pandemic. It was starting to kind of go that way. But even more so, as the pandemic came up, we began to allow for people to work from home. We begin to allow kids to do all of their studies online we begin to allow all of these things to take place and eventually what was meant to be a safety thing turned into an idol thing and not an idol in a worship idol way but an idleness a lacklusterness and now nobody wants to go to church Because church is brought into their home. Nobody wants to go to work because, well, I can just work from home. But then we did something else and we begin to give people money. We begin to give people rent assistance. We begin to give people all of these things. And now all of a sudden, everything has just been given to you. Church, if you are in this situation tonight... I want to encourage you right now stay busy not only busy for God but stay busy for your family stay busy for the ones that you love stay busy in your church why because when you get idle you get complacent and when you get complacent that is when the enemy can come in And he begins to work on your mind and he begins to tell you that "Eh, you can stay home this Sunday morning. Everything is going to be fine. Your pastor misses you, yes, but it's safer in your house. Can I just tell you tonight that in the presence of God, there is safety. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that there has been governments that have shut people down. I know there has been governments that have shut businesses down. I know that there have been governments that have shut down whole entire cities. I am 100% with you on that. But if you are open and you are back in business, then can I just admonish you. Get back to church. Get back to work. Do the things that God has asked you to do. Don't forget about those things. You know what those missionaries talked about more than anything when they were talking and they wanted to tell you about all of the things that were going on? I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to get back there and see what God has done in the two months since I've been gone. I can't wait to get back there. Some of them have been gone for 16 months because of the pandemic. And they're not allowed to go back. But you know what? They're still faithful. They're still sending money. They're still sending resources. They're still doing all of these things. And I I look at my own life and I'm like, God, what am I doing? Am I busy enough? Am I doing what you're asking of me to do? And that's the question that we all have to ask tonight. Are we doing everything that God has asked us to do? Or have we left some things on the table? Have we allowed for the busyness of idleness to bog us down? Ooh, that's good. Have we allowed for the busyness of idleness to, block, to bog us down? Because you know what? Being at home, you can be so busy that you forget to read your Bible. How, Jason? There's nothing to do. Well, there's a phone that is on almost 24 7. There's an iPad that is on all the time. There's a TV that's on. All the time. There is shows that's on. There's sports that are on. There's all of these things that are on. And all of a sudden, what happens is, is we get so busy being idle that we forget that there's a world out there that's dying and going to hell in a handbasket. And they need Jesus. And we're the answer. We're the ones that have been called out of darkness and into marvelous light so that we can show forth the praises of him who called us out of such. Listen, I am passionate about this tonight. Because listen, I understand that you know things have happened and things have shut down and all of that kind of stuff. But let's get back to work. Let's get back to church. Let's get back to doing the things that God has called us to do in Jesus' name. We must be about the father's business. How are we about the father's business? Doing what he has called us to do. So I want to challenge us tonight. I want to challenge us tonight. Know that he is in control of all of the messy situations that are going on in your life. Know he's in control. Know that he sees you right where you're at. Know that whatever tribulation you're going through, know that whatever persecution you're going through, if you're going through it in the name of Jesus for, for the reasons that we go through tribulation during this time and persecution during this time, if you're going through it because you're a follower of Jesus, No, he's got you, he's got your back. But if you're staying idle and you're going through things, if you're staying idle and you're going through things and you're saying, oh, I'm so persecuted, I don't have any money, I don't have any way to pay bills, I don't have this and I don't have that, but you're not doing something, you're not working, you're not doing what God has asked you to do. Maybe the answer is not in another prayer to God saying, God, get me out of this situation. But maybe the answer is saying, God, I am sorry. I am sorry that I have gotten so complacent. Father, provide. Provide a job. Father, provide a place in my church. God, provide a position in my church. God, provide a ministry. God, give me something so that I can get busy for you once again. Mm. Maybe, maybe it's time that we go to our knees and we say, God, I'm sorry. Help me. Help me to be About your business. Help me to be about the Father's business. And God, give me, give me divine appointments. God, give me divine resources. But Father, help me to do it the right way. Help me to be pleasing in your sight. You know what's going to happen? One, when you do that, first, He's going to provide a job. Now, the temptation is going to be that when you get that job, that you're going to need to pay your bills and do all of those kind of things. But the reason that he gave you that job is because he wants to bless you. Now, the way that he blesses you is by you giving him a tenth of everything that you get. When you give him a tenth of everything that you get then the rest of it is 100% blessed. Do you hear that? 100% blessed. And this is what he says in his word. When you give, he'll give it back to you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, is he going to pour it back into your bosom? However that means, whether that means financial blessings, whether that means that there is a potential that Something was going to happen in your family, but he holds off that from taking place. It's called the the, it's called conquering the devourer, pushing back the devourer in your life. Or maybe uh, there's there's a relationship in your life that that needs to be fixed and he's just waiting for you to be faithful in the little things so that he knows that he can trust you in that relationship, so he knows he can trust you in that ministry, so he knows that he can trust you in all of those things that he wants you to do. Church, it's time. It's time that we get it right. It's time that we give to God, that we give to the things that we need to pay for, that we give alms, that we take care of the missionaries, that we take care of the different missions that are going on. Listen, when you have the desire to want to do that, he's going to give you the resources to make it happen. One missionary said that when he was called into the mission field, he knew he was called, but he had no resources whatsoever. And I think I told this story a couple of nights ago, but it just continues to go on with this topic that we've been on where we have got to be thankful But we also have to be pressing in. We also have to be faithful to God and what God has asked us to do. So the missionary said, listen, I don't have it, but I'm going to believe God for it. In fact, this mission is over in Homer, Alaska. This mission started in a prison in Homer, Alaska. And now there is like this house that is built inside of this prison because one man said, I'm going to step out on faith and believe that God's going to take care of it. You know how God took care of it? Made the state pay for it. (laughs) He took this faith-based organization and then he made the state pay for it. See, that's how God does it. God is going to get it to you if he can just get it through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, I'm encouraged tonight. I'm encouraged tonight. I'm encouraged that we are going to see people get busy for God. Listen, I need you to share this message with as many people as you can possibly share it with. Everybody needs to hear this word. When I signed on here tonight, I didn't know what I was going to say. But every time I sign on, I ask God to make me a blessing. To allow me to be able to speak his word. And he begins to pour into you. Yes, it's coming through me, but it's not me. It is the Holy Spirit pouring into you. And I am believing right now that this is a word from God for you. Get busy. Get busy. And he's going to bless you. And he's going to give you all the resources. And he's going to give you all the things that you need. Just get busy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I love you. I'm thankful, Lord God, that you speak through your word. Father, I'm thankful tonight that you're in control, that you're in control of all the situations that we're going through in our lives right now. God, you're there, you see us. God, if there's persecutions and tribulations and things that are going on in people's lives right now because they're followers of Jesus and they're contrary to what the culture says, you see them now, God. And you're protecting them and you're keeping them, God. And so, Father, right now, I pray for every missionary from the north, the south, the east, and the west, all across this world, God, those that find themselves in persecution, those that are trying to show the love of God to so many, and they're meeting opposition at every turn. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over them right now in the mighty name of Jesus, and I ask you, Lord God, to protect them and keep them. I ask, Lord God, For revival to take place in the governments in these areas, Lord. That, Father, we would see kings and queens and princes and princesses, Lord God, come to know you. We would see dictators come to know you. God, we would see governments come to know you, God. Even in our own government, God, we would see governments come to know you in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Father, I believe you can do it. I believe, Lord God, that what things seem possible right now, I believe your word when you say all things are possible. That there is nothing impossible. In fact, your word says, God, with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And so, Father, we're putting ourselves in your hands tonight, God. And we're asking you, Lord, that you would just continue to move, that you would continue to bless that you would continue to encourage. And Father, you would continue to protect with your divine protection, Lord God, every missionary, every single person, Lord God, in our states and in our world, Lord, that are putting their lives on the line right now, Father, for you. Protect them and keep them. In Jesus' name I pray. And now, Father, I pray for those, Lord, that have worked from home, I pray for those, Lord God, that have lived off the government. God, I pray for those, Lord, that don't have a position in the church. God, I pray for those, Lord God, that have been lackluster at best, Father. I pray for those, Lord God, that have been idle. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would birth inside of them, Father, a fire and a passion, Lord God, to be busy for you, to be busy for their families, to be busy, Lord God, for the resources that they need, Lord God, to see your kingdom come. Father, I pray for revival to sweep this area. God, I pray for revival to sweep this world. God, I pray for revival to sweep America. God, I pray for revival to sweep Eagle River. God, I pray for revival to sweep, Lord God, Anchorage and Homer and Wasilla and every part of Alaska, Lord God, from Ketchikan to Barrow, Lord God. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, that your your revival fire, Lord God, would just sweep this place in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for America, that revival would sweep America, Lord God. That little churches would become mega churches, Lord God. Not because of money, not because of prestige, but because of the power of the Holy Spirit drawing them from the north, the south, the east, and the west, Father. Let revival come, Lord God. And Father, let it begin in those, Father, that have a desire to get busy for you. Father, I pray. Have your perfect way in these last days in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, bless and keep us. Lord God, I pray that your face would shine upon us. I pray, Lord God, that you would be gracious to us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And amen. 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 Well, God bless you guys. Once again, share this podcast, please, on all of the platforms, Apple Podcasts and all over. Uh, there's so many different places that you can share from. Please share this podcast and let's get the word of God out there tonight, out into people that, that need to hear this word tonight. I love you. Jesus loves you. And join us again tomorrow once again for Read the Word. God bless you.